the Bible Girl Podcast. I'm Jessica Robinson, and I've gathered my Bible, my journal, some study tools, and highlighters in every color for study time. From the practical to the inspirational, I pray that these podcasts give you the tools and motivation to be a Bible Girl, too. Hey, we're live. Greetings and salutations. Um, all of you out there in Bible Girl Podcast land, I'm so excited to be here today. I, I need to start with a little bit of a disclaimer, though. For those of you that are listening on audio, this is also a video. So those of you that are watching the video can see my face right now. And um, if you are listening on the podcast and you would like to watch the video, it's on my YouTube channel. So you can just switch over there unless you're driving. If you're driving, just keep listening to the audio. Um, I don't, here's my disclaimer, I don't like to be on video, Um, especially in situations like this. I get so weirded out with seeing myself on the screen that I stop looking at the camera and I start looking at myself and then my videos get a little weird. So I'm going to try to pay attention to the camera today and um, hopefully we'll have some fun. I wish I could show you the view. I'm I'm actually at home in my room today. Um, My... I didn't go into the office. We had some snow overnight. We have, you know, maybe about three inches or so, um, just enough to cover everything. It looks beautiful out there. But uh, we're, we got some ice and sleet on top of it, and they're expecting some freezing rain a little bit later this afternoon. So I just decided to work from home and do this video. So I'm sitting at my desk looking out at the snow, and it's beautiful. Um, I live out in the country, but there's a few um, businesses on my road that have a lot of trucks come through. There's a quarry at the end of the road I live on so um, it's really noisy during the day but today they're not running much so it's quiet here and it's peaceful it's beautiful outside so I'm excited to be here with you I'm also glad to be home because that's where the good coffee is Um, so I've, I've got my coffee and I've got my my water to keep me hydrated because we have so much to cover today. I have a big stack of stuff sitting next to me um, that we're going to be going over and um, a lots of, of just talking about the podcast and what's coming up and some new things. And I have eight downloads for you today that you'll be able to access. Um, um, so I'm excited about that and we're going to go over each one of them as we go. So let's get started. We're going to start with some podcast housekeeping. We're going to go over a few things that are coming, some changes, some dates you need to be aware of, and some things like that. Um, a, a podcast will officially resume on January 6th, and I hope to be able to keep an every other week schedule throughout 2020. I do have um, another surgery coming, and I'll be out for at least eight weeks once that surgery happens. I won't know for a couple weeks yet whether we're looking at still getting it done in the winter or whether it'll be in the early spring. Um, if it's early spring, I definitely will have enough podcast backlog that you won't notice it. They should continue. Um, if it's too early in the winter, you might have a couple of weeks there where we have no podcast. Um, if I don't get enough pre-recorded, um, we'll have to see how that goes. But my intention is to try to have as many as possible ready so that you don't have too big of a break and that we can podcast regularly throughout the year next year. We're going to be 
covering spiritual practices as we always do, but I'm going to delve into some new ones and talk a little bit about um, how you find ways to connect with God outside of the normal things. Um, I believe that there are so many ways in which we connect with God, and I would love for you to explore those for your own life, and we're going to be talking about those this year uh, to come. I hope to have some guests. I have. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, a practice that we have done at our women's ministry for uh, off and on for um, probably the whole time I've been there, although it's had different names, is um, something we call life support partners. And where I want to talk a little bit about having a life support friend who helps you. And we're gonna, I'd like to interview um, a few of them who have been that for me. And um, so I'm hoping to work that out probably in the summer. Um, I have a couple other interviews. I, I would like to interview our assistant pastor at the chapel. He has some good things to talk about when it comes to the will of God and understanding what that is. And um, I've been wanting to get him on the podcast for a while. So hopefully we'll have some guests this year. Um, we're also, I'm going to be having stuff with Bible study tips, teaching you what I'm learning in the Bible, as well as uh, things that I'm learning about how to interpret and study the Bible. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff on books this year. I've read a lot of books this year. We're going to talk about that in just a minute, but um, I'm hoping to do a little bit on some of the books that I've read and maybe give you guys some tips toward reading more. Um, and then, of course, just teaching. I have a lot of things I'd like to delve into in the scriptures. Um, eventually, I'm going to have some podcasts on what God has taught me during this season of my life, during these two cancer years. And um, there's been so many things that I've learned. And eventually, I'm going to have something like that. Um, also, I have a, a prayer thing coming up that is going to be uh, really helpful, I think. I have a, a prayer that I have been doing um, that has been helpful to me. It's ideal for anyone struggling with anxiety or people who are living with a lot of uncertainty in their lives, I think that you will find this prayer very helpful. And I hope to do that um, before I go out on surgery. So hopefully that will be sometime in the next six weeks or so. Um, and I'm looking forward to uh, working through that prayer with you and um, helping give you some tools when you're overwhelmed with either anxious thoughts or with just the uncertainties and the, the um unfinishedness of so much of our lives. We we are always waiting for the next thing to come or waiting for something to happen that, that we believe is coming. And we're always struggling, I think, to figure out where to go next because um, we're waiting on God because that's what we are called to do. And so this prayer is something that has helped me greatly in those situations. And I want to share it with you. I'm looking forward to doing that. So those are some things that are coming up as far as the podcast um, itself is concerned. Now, um, going forward, we are going to have a, um, I'm redoing all of, I got to check my notes. I don't want to miss anything. Um, we are redoing all of the downloads that I have available, all the Gracebook files, all the individual downloads that are all over the place. They're on all different sites. They're everywhere. They just kind of came and, and whatever I was doing at the moment, that's where they went. But I, I want to try to consolidate everything in one place. And, um, and I also want to have everything have a uniform look with the correct information for people if they come across one of these pages to be able to find me and where I am on the internet. And so um, there I have a, a fresh fonts and fresh color scheme and just a fresh look to them. I'm really excited about it. So a couple of things of what that means for you. First of all, 
is if there are any old pages that you're using regularly that you like you and you don't have them downloaded maybe you just open up the download they can print them when you need them make sure that you download them because all that stuff is slowly going to go away and i'm not telling you when because i don't know um, but we're just going to slowly as i redo them and and bring them into the new system uh, the old ones will be going away so you want to make sure that anything that you love you've downloaded this is especially true for people that use A5 because that size is going away. Which leads me to another big announcement is that going forward, every download will only be letter size. I, I like the A5 because I used it a lot and I, so I would just do an A5 for me and then I would do the letter size for everyone else. And the proportions weren't terrible so it wasn't a huge amount of work to make that fit. Um, and I would design the letter size that I would put on the, the blog or whatever, the podcast page or whatever, and then I would do an A5 for me, and eventually I started putting them and making them available for you guys. Um, A5 is kind of disappearing. Um, it's becoming less um, the craft stores and places like that that sold the planner size binders that were A5 have become, they're selling less and less of it. Um, everything's kind of switched over to like the Happy Planner, which I'm not a big fan of. Of. And um, so I haven't, I have a lot of friends who use the A5 size that are having trouble finding paper and are having trouble finding dividers and the notebooks to put them in. And I just felt like uh, that's something that maybe is kind of disappearing a bit, at least in this area. So um, I was going to make it just a, a standard half sheet of letter size paper, five and a half by eight and a half. The problem with that is, is the dimensions are so different from a letter size that they have to be completely redone from scratch. And when you take a worksheet that's an 11 by uh, eight and a half by 11, that's double-sided, and you try to put that on a half sheet to get that to work so that people can actually write and fill in everything, it ends up being four and five half sheet pages. Um, and all of them have to be designed from scratch. And so my intention was to do it, and I designed everything that I'm giving you today, I designed in letter size, and then I took the scripture writing and I started trying to work it in a half sheet. I spent more time on that half sheet for scripture writing, designing that, than I did for all of the other downloads combined. And I still haven't got it so that it works correctly. So I just decided that that was not a a good use of my time. Um, I could have done eight other downloads, eight other new things in the amount of time that I spent trying to make something work. And so going forward, everything's just going to be letter size. I understand that some of you like a smaller format. You can print them smaller and uh, just kind of tweak them. I do know that I think it's 83% will fit the classic Happy Planner size, which is like seven something, I think, by nine and a quarter. Um, I think it's 83% prints that classic Happy Planner size. If you like that, you can just take the letter and print it down to that size and trim it. Um, it's just a, a very um, time-intensive thing to do these in all these different sizes. Um, if, we, if we lived in Europe where they used A4, A5, B5, B6, all those sizes, they're all proportional. And so you can design it once and scale. But here in the United States, we use letter size, legal size, ledger size. None of those scale. None of those work into anything else. So everything has to be designed 
again for each new size. And so the paper sizes that you can find easily here in, in the United States don't lend themselves to scaling. And so um, for that reason, just because it's just too time intensive, they will only be letter size. So those of you that like those A5s, you wanna make sure you get onto those files and download everything that you're looking for. I will have links in the show notes as well as the newsletter on where you can get a lot of the files. Some of the stuff that's out there, I don't even know where it's at on the internet. Um, I know that there's a lot of older links and stuff that don't work anymore. If you're looking for something specific and you can't find it, you can always uh, send me an email and um, or get on the Facebook page and ask and I'll see if I can track it down for you even if it's not out on the internet somewhere I may have it on my computer and can make it accessible to you so you want to make sure you do that those are all going away and we'll be revamping all of the new ones the new ones will have a cohesive style they will have um, similar artwork they will have the same footer on every one they will have um, a fresh look um, they will have a consistent fonts and colors in every so across the board when you see it you know this is this must be from Bible girl um, so we're gonna be working on that and um, those the the eight that I'm giving you today are the first ones in this new style and then um, as I go I'll just when I when I get a little bit of time I will pull a couple out and I will revamp them in the new style and some things are going away completely because I want to do something a little different with them um, to coincide with a later podcast others uh, will be as they are just revamped to match the new style and put in the uh, folder that you'll be able to access so so let's talk about that for a second where can you find stuff going forward now um, there will always be if you go to biblegirlpodcast.com that is the podcast page you can listen to the podcast there um, I have a bunch of links down the side those will all be updated sometime at the end of this month with some newer things there um, and there will always be a link for free downloads and you can just go to biblegirlpodcast.com some of you actually listen to the podcast right from that page um, on the right hand side bar or if you're listening on your phone all the way down at the bottom if you just keep scrolling Scrolling, um, you'll see the the links down there and there will there will be a link and it just says you know free downloads and that will take you to my blog and um, actually my website which is jessielrobinson.com and going forward all of it's going to be on my my personal uh, web page and there will be at the top of it you can click the link that says free downloads and um, that will take you to everything that's available and you can uh, click on them and it opens it up in um, Google Drive or uh, uh, Dropbox or whatever I put it on and uh, you'll be able to print it download it right from there so um, if you go to the podcast page it'll take you right to that free downloads page that's on my blog I also will be posting links to stuff on my Instagram and my Facebook page, but once again, it's all going to take you back to that. I want the traffic to kind of be directing you um, to my to my my website. Now, um, 
that's the plan going forward. If I have problems, um, I don't know how much bandwidth I have and how much uh, traffic I can sustain. So we're going to try this. We'll see how it goes. I may have to make a change. But I'm hoping to have everything there because that's where I blog. That's where um, there's information about me. There's links to where I'm at all over the web. So it's just convenient for me to have that one landing place with my name. And it's jessielrobinson.com, which is actually my social media name. Um, wherever I am on social media, you can find me under that name. I will have links to that um, in the newsletter and also uh, the web address on the show notes for you for this. Um, let's see. I have a newsletter, as, as, as much as I'm mentioning that. I know some of you sign up for it, some of you haven't. Um, the newsletter goes out every time there's a new podcast. And so um, the newsletter will basically have links to anything that's mentioned in the podcast, um, as well as links to the show notes and any other things that um, are of interest. Sometimes I put news in there if there's something that comes up um, after I did the podcast and I need you to know something that's in the newsletter. It's not something that I send out like super regular. It's just whenever there's a new podcast, a newsletter goes out letting everyone know, hey, there's a new episode. Here's the downloads. Enjoy. If you'd like to sign up for that, um, you can do that on my um, website and you can also do it on Instagram. If you click in my profile, there's a link that says sign up for um, my newsletter. Instagram is the place I'm at the most. I really don't care for Facebook. I was going to use a stronger word. Um, I don't, I'm not a big fan of Facebook. I, I really try to avoid it. I, I'm on there because that's where people like to congregate. And so I have a page and that's fine. And I, I want to do, I always want to do more on that Facebook page, but um, I, I struggle with Facebook. I do love Instagram and that's the easiest way to follow and get in touch. And oftentimes I'll post things on that Instagram page a little earlier than again anywhere else, just because that's where I am. And and uh, that's the format that's the most comfortable for me. Um, let's talk Pinterest for a second. How many of you are uh, Pinterest lovers? Pinterest, I feel, um, I have a love-hate relationship with Pinterest. I do love it. I like to get in there and look for stuff. And I do like to pin things or whatever. But I also feel like it's ruined the internet. Because you can't search for anything anymore that it doesn't just take you to Pinterest instead of the person's website. And that really frustrates me. Um, it frustrates me as a user because I can't... Um, if I'm not, if I'm, if I'm doing it on my phone and I don't have Pinterest on my phone, the app, because it's, it's a, it sucks up resources and makes my battery go dead really fast. And so I don't use it on my phone, but I can't Google search anything on my phone that it doesn't say, it doesn't keep trying to take me into Pinterest. And then Pinterest is like, you need the app and I can't look at it. So I've learned that you can Google search and you can do minus Pinterest and it will avoid all of those Pinterest links. Um, and, and it does, and it bothers me as a, as a user, as someone who wants my stuff out there on Pinterest, because um, people aren't finding me on my website. They're just going to Pinterest and finding me. And then it, who knows where it directs them to, because some of them are broken links and some of them are, are people uh, like hijack them and use them for spam and things like that. So um, even just putting my stuff out there is, is, has been problematic. 
I do have, this is all to say that I do have a Pinterest page and I am going to be posting um, on my own Pinterest board for Bible Girl Podcast the links for all the new downloads um, so that people can find them and so that they are on Pinterest in some way. Um, But once again, by making the link go to my website and not the direct download, I'm hoping that people find my page and can find out more about me and learn about the podcast and all that kind of stuff. So if you are on Pinterest and you don't follow me I'm Jesse L Robinson there and I would love for you to repin or like um, a lot of the downloads I put up that just helps the new ones the ones that I want people to start finding um, start to get populated out there so if you could do that as a favor for me that would be wonderful another favor I ask is I would love for you if you enjoy the podcast to get onto iTunes and leave a review Um, that does give a little bit more, um, it comes up a little better in the algorithm when people are searching for things. Um, if I have reviews, uh, people are more likely to click on it and check it out and see what it's about. So if you enjoy the podcast and you would like to leave some reviews on iTunes, I would love that. Um, that would mean a lot to me. Um. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to listen to it on iTunes as long as you have an account, um, an Apple account, um, like if you have an iPhone or whatever, you can get in there and you can leave a review and that would be very helpful. Um, I have one last thing in housekeeping and this is our first download I'm going to show you. And, um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about connecting with God and how I plan to do that this year and get to our downloads. Um. I am releasing today officially um, the first of the Bible summary sheets, the book of the Bible summary sheets. I know some of you might have seen these. I put these on um, Instagram a while back when I was working on these. And um, I just am very briefly going to just tell you that there will be one of these. There should be one of these for each book of the Bible. I may combine a few that are incredibly similar. I haven't decided yet whether I'm going to do like I probably will put first, second, and third John together. Um, a few like that may be together, but mostly um, each one will have their own sheet. Every book of the Bible will be represented in some format. Um, it gives you um, a lot of basics. It gives you uh, the date, the author, uh, what the classification of the book, the themes, the people you'll meet, questions to ask. One of my favorite things here is lists or charts to make as you read. And um, then there's also a bunch of notes of things to remember, some keywords to look for. A little checklist where you can check off each chapter as you read it and then um, whatever space is left on the page will be available for you to write some notes of your own and if you'll notice we have our new um, this is your first glimpse at the new footer that goes at the bottom of all of the downloads that way people know where this came from and how to find me so um, I'm excited about these. I have no schedule for when these are coming out. They, the, everything but the list or charts to make is already written. Um, those are uh, already compiled and they're already done. They just need to be put into this new format and formatted and get ready. And then I need to figure out the list or charts for each group. And other than that, oh, and some questions to ask as you read. Other than that, everything else is written. So um, they aren't going to take a huge amount of time to do them, some more than others. But um, I also am limited in my time right now. I have some health things I'm still working through. So I don't have a schedule for these. Basically, when I get a few minutes to work on them, I'll 
I'll work on a few and you'll just, they'll just start showing up. I'll let you know through Instagram, through the podcast, through Facebook that they're available um, and the new ones are out. I plan on sticking to the the colors. I, I like all of the books of the law will be in the pink color. And then when we get to books of history, they'll be like a aqua, I think, or something. And um, so they'll, they'll kind of be colored, coordinated according to their classification. And um, I think you're going to like these. I, I hope that these are a benefit to you. So this is available today. And um, I am happy to give you Genesis. We'll get started. I know a lot of reading plans start in Genesis at the beginning of the year. So I wanted to give you Genesis. I'm not sure that I'll even do them in order going forward. Um, but you have the first book of the Bible ready to go. So there's your first download all ready for you. So it's the time of year when we talk about and we start thinking about spending time with God, the, the craziness of the holiday season and all of the extra things that are on our plate, they cause us to feel like our lives are spinning out of control a little bit. I think sometimes we feel like uh, there's no order or schedule to our day. That starts happening as the kids get out of school for many families, um, and they're just on a little bit of a different schedule. I know for my family, um, I work from home during that break from Christmas to New Year's, and um, my uh, brother who lives next door to me is off work, and my nephew's out of school, and we'll hang out together and do different things. It's just a completely different schedule, and you race around the whole month of December, and then you have this, like, you know, more relaxed and fun kind of time between Christmas and New Year's and when January 1st rolls around we're ready to get serious we want to get back to our routine and we want to we want to get back to um, our lives and and really start building um, something fresh for the year and so a lot of people start thinking about reading plans and spending time with God how are they going to connect with God and so I want to give you just a few reminders um, some things that I've said before these are not new there's nothing groundbreaking or shattering here. If you're new to the podcast and this is something, or maybe you just found me on YouTube, this might be new to you. But to any loyal listener, you've heard me say these things many, many times. It's important to review, though, because, number one, we forget. And uh, and number two, I think sometimes we... Um, we start to get overconfident and we think that we've got to figure it out. And then we need those reminders that um, we have to stop and slow down and think a little bit about before we take tackle some new endeavor. So I have a few reminders for you. I just wanted to start with reminding you why we're actually spending time with God. Why are you reading your Bible? Why are you sitting down to pray? Why are you studying God's Word? Why are you spending the last few weeks of the year thinking about reading plans or devotional books or, or asking for a new Bible for Christmas for a, a fresh start for the year? Why are we doing all those things? And there's a lot of reasons, and some of them are actually not good reasons. And I hesitate to say that because really any reason that gets you in the Bible is, is a good reason. But I think we set ourselves up sometimes for... Um, an unrealistic expectation when we go into them with the wrong reason. So I just wanted to remind you a few things about why we're spending time with God. So my um, computer froze up there, so we are restarting this little section. <laughs> Don't you love technology? Um, I want to spend a little bit of time talking about 
um, some tips and some reminders about why you're spending time with God. I want you to think through a couple of these things on your own just to, to reflect on them because um, while none of this is new, in fact, if you've been a loyal podcast listener, you've heard all of these things from me before. Um, if you're new to the podcast, some of these things might be new to you, but none of this stuff is earth shattering. It's, it's very, um, intuitive. You should know these things. The problem is, is, is we either forget them sometimes, or we get a little overconfident and we rush ahead of where we really should be. And so I want to... Uh, caution you as we start the new year there's some things that you want to remember and and the first one is to make sure that you're spending time with God for the right reasons you know um when Jesus was um, in Jerusalem, he went into the temple. There's a story in the Gospels that talks about, and this is a very familiar story, where he goes into the temple and he, the people are um, selling, uh, like overcharging for the animals that they're using for a sacrifice. And Jesus gets very angry about this. He throws the tables. He gets all mad. And um, we, uh, we, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, you know, like, Jesus gets mad, you know. <laughs> it's such a shocking story. Um, but he says in there uh, something, a statement that I think is very interesting. He, he is angry at what they're misusing. They're misusing um, the, the temple as a way to make money um, instead of, of serving people. And he says, my house is a house of prayer. And I want you to think about that verse for a second because it it's something that has really struck me in the last year or so. When he when he says that, he says my house is a house of prayer. He is referring to the temple. But there, the temple was destroyed. Um, we know when Jesus died that the veil that was separating the presence of God um, from the rest of the uh, temple and from getting out was ripped open. And where is the house of God today? Well, it's in his children. It's in believers. So if his house is a house of prayer, then we are a house of prayer. The Holy Spirit is a gift that God has given to us, who lives within us, who is currently interceding for us, who's speaking in words that we can't speak and things that we can't understand or know. He is constantly interceding for us. He is present with us. And when we set aside time each day to be in the presence of God and acknowledge that, acknowledge that God is with us and that we are, we are uh, choosing to pull away from the cares and concerns of our lives and spend time in his presence, we are doing something that has an amazing ability to change us over time. And I, I want to caution you against, I know this is a very common evangelical mindset to, uh, that we get up in the morning and we do our quiet time and we, we get our scriptures read because we need to fill up with Jesus for the rest of the day so that we are just all filled up with Jesus and that we have his word and that we can go forward to the rest of the day. And I'm not saying that's entirely wrong, but I'm saying that's not enough. You see, you don't need to be filled up with Jesus because the Holy Spirit lives within you. The point of, of, of connecting with God, the point of reading the Bible and praying is that you start the day as you intend to go on, acknowledging that you are in the presence of God and that you want to hear from him and there are things that you want to say to him and that throughout the day you will carry that with you. And that doesn't mean that you will read something and you will just think about it during the day. That means that you will continue to discuss and dialogue and connect with God all throughout your day. 
The purpose of starting your day and spending time with God is to acknowledge the fact that God is present with you, that he wants to be active and involved in your daily life, and that we begin now and we carry it forward. This is not something you check off that you're done for the day. This is not something that you bring to it a mindset of a task. This is not a task. This is connection. And this is not something that's one and done. As you finished it, you just move on with your day. But, but God is present with us in each part of our day. And we are supposed to be carrying him with us. We acknowledge that in the morning. And we continue to do so throughout the day. And so um, I don't want you to, to look at Bible reading as just this one thing that you do to kind of to get your day right. I've had people tell me, well, if I don't read my Bible, my day just goes terrible. And I have to laugh because I think, you know, I've had lots of good days where I haven't read my Bible. Maybe that makes me a bad person to admit that. But I, I don't necessarily know that reading my Bible constitutes to a good day. And even if it did, is that why we should be reading our Bible? to once again be the elder brother in the Jonas in the in the prodigal son story and get something from God. You know, we're more concerned with his things than we are with him. We want to we want to have a good day, so we're going to get in the word. That that's not really the right way to look at it. The way to look at it is to recognize the fact that I am always present. God is always present with me. I am always in the presence of God. And he is working in my life throughout every moment of it. And certain times throughout the day, I'm going to pull aside and be with him. And I'm going to acknowledge that work. I'm going to be a part of it. I'm going to participate in it. And in whatever way he leads me to. That is why we have things like quiet time in the daily office, which is something um, that some people call their quiet time or, or their daily devotions or what, whatever you call it or whatever you do, however you work that in through your day. That's the reason. So we need to be careful that we're not uh, putting a, a, a yoke on us of achievement when it comes to spending time with God. And that leads me to something else I want to encourage you to do. And that is, is just to stop with the guilt. Okay. I, I can't tell you how many people have told me, I just feel so guilty when I don't read the Bible. Um, I want you just to stop with the guilt. I want you to let that go. I, I want you to approach it a little differently. I want you to, when you realize that the whole day went by and you didn't read your Bible. Um, it's okay to not do your reading plan that day. The world's not going to stop. God's not going to love you any less. Um, what, what, what happens is we feel guilt and then we're like, I got to do better tomorrow. And the next day we get up and we try to do better. But wouldn't it be better at 830 at night when you realize that you haven't read your Bible and you're just too tired to do it now and you don't have the right mindset? It's just to, to acknowledge that to God and say, hey, I missed you today. I really wished I'd hung out with you more. I needed that. I needed you in my life. I needed those reminders today. I'm sorry. Can we spend a few moments together now? And maybe you could tell him a few things about your day. Maybe you could tell him why it was so crazy that you didn't get a chance to read. Maybe you could tell him about that thing that's bugging you and so you're kind of avoiding him. If we would do that, if we would approach that as someone who is present and here and just wants to be with us, it would put aside a lot of this guilt and it would allow us to connect with God, which is the purpose of all of this, throughout our day, whether we read our reading plan or not. 
Now, you know Bible Girl is not going to tell you that reading the Bible is not important. I do believe it is. I think we should be in the Word. I think there's a lot of reasons for that. And I could go into them, but we're already going to be way long on this podcast, so I'm going to I'm going to refrain. But I want you to know that it is not about checking it off. It is not about getting it done. It's not about filling up. It's not about any of those things. It's about reminding yourself that you're already filled and reminding yourself that you're operating out of a place of strength and abundance because the God of the universe has placed his spirit within you. And at any time and at any moment, you can talk to him and he will talk to you. That is something that has uh, saved my life during the last two years of cancer, uh, dealing with my cancer, just knowing that God was present with me and that I didn't have to perform for him. I didn't have to check off my reading plan. I didn't have to uh, do nice things for people during the day. I didn't have to run around and try and do everything I could to make him happy. All I had to do was be his child, be in his presence and allow him to work in my life and participate in that in whatever way he allowed me to do. That's the attitude that I'd like you to have. Put the guilt aside and just keep running back to Jesus. Just keep running back to him. I think you'll find over time that the relationship that you have with God becomes so precious to you that you run to him automatically and there and the guilt is gone. Now, I realize that if you are avoiding God and there's a lot of issues in your life that you probably will feel a little guilty. And that's a sign that we need to turn to God and confess to him. But I think when it comes to our daily daily uh, reading plans and, and uh, the, the plans and goals that we set for ourselves spiritually, they're arbitrary. We made that. We might feel that God has led us to them, and, and maybe that's the case for, for you. Um, but, but by and large, they're very arbitrary. They're not, um, they're not in Scripture. They're not inspired. They're the things that you feel that you would want to do to draw closer to God as your life changes. That can change. And so I think we need to stop with the guilt on those areas. That's just what we wanted, and it didn't happen. It doesn't mean that we've let God down. Um, what it does mean, though, is that we weren't able to accomplish what we wanted to do. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that the spiritual guilt on top of just a human failing is, is something that keeps us out of the Word, because then we feel like, oh, I'm just such a failure at this. I'm never going to do it right. There's no right. At any moment of the day, you can stop and just turn to Jesus. That's all that he's looking for, for your attention. Turn to him in those moments and talk to him. And then um, I would encourage you to just keep plugging away. Try again the next day. Don't approach it with guilt saying, oh, I messed this up yesterday. Don't approach it with condemnation. But approach it with grace, knowing that, you know, I... I didn't get to this yesterday. It didn't work out. But I, I know that um, I have a fresh chance today to connect with God in this way, this way that I find nourishing, this way that, that really speaks to me and meets my needs. And so um, we'll, we'll go it again on this fresh day. We fail because we're very perfectionistic. We want everything to be done right. We fail because we're overachievers and choose plans that aren't sustainable. And uh, we... we we don't take flexibility into account, realizing that for most of us, we don't have um, a real uh, organized or set schedule that things happen all the time. And uh, so whatever we choose to do to connect with God should be something that's flexible and that works with us. 
that fits the time of life that you're in um, and also is something that's that's doable. I have said this so many times, you are sick of hearing about it, but let me just say it one more time before I dig into some of these printables and talk about how I'll be spending time with God this year in 2020. The things that you do, the small things that you do every day, have a greater impact on your life than the big things you do every once in a while. And not being an overachiever when it comes to uh, a lot of your plans regarding your spiritual life and your daily office, your quiet time with God, um, is actually working out in your favor in this case. Don't be an overachiever. Pick something that is consistent, something that you could do every day. The, the magic, if I could use that word, the magic comes from consistency, from meeting God and being with him in his presence regularly over and over and over again. Think about this with any relationship. If you only spend time with them every once in a while, you're never going to really get to know them as a person. You, you, you know people that have been married for 70 years and they finished each other's sentences or kids that have been best friends since they were like four and now they're 40 and 50 and, and they automatically just know each other so well. That only comes from time spent over and over and over again consistently. And if you are an overachiever and you're trying to do too much and too many things and you can't stick with it, you're going to find that your relationship with God is not blossoming like a, like an old friendship, like like understanding and hearing. The Bible says, uh, Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice and they know me. The only way you're going to do that is because you're with him all the time, just like the sheep are with the shepherd every moment. Um, so try to resist the urge to do more. Um, in fact, I often will jokingly tell people, write out a plan of what you, how you would like to connect with God this year, the spiritual practices that would help you, and then cut it down to a third. And they all look at me with these shocked faces, and um, a third might be a little drastic, but just keep in mind that, that you want something that's sustainable, that you could do this every day, because that's where the real power comes, is from consistency from daily practice over and over and over again. And uh, the less you heap on your plate, the more likely you are to do that. I encourage people to think in layers. Um, make your plan and just say, okay, so if, if I wake up in the morning and everyone in my house is throwing up and um, I have to get to work and find sitters and take care of all these problems, then what is, what is the thing that I could do every single day, even on a day like that? And make sure that that's built into your time so that you are are doing something every day. And um, if you think in layers like that, then on days when everything goes well, then you have this amount of thing. And then when you get that surprise extra half hour that, that no one's at home and, oh my goodness, how did this happen? Then you could add a little something extra if you wanted to. So try and think a little bit in layers and, and make sure that your your plan or what you choose to do is sustainable for you. Okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about some of the things that I'll be doing next year to uh, connect with God, and I'll be showing you some resources that I have for you that fit along into those categories. Uh, not all the resources are things I plan on using, but they kind of fit in that category, so they're available, and you can use those if you would like to. Um, and we're going to get into scripture writing here shortly. Are you excited? We're going to be doing something new. Okay. The first thing is, and this is my um, one little thing that I 
I could do any day. And that is, is um, I keep a devotional book um, in my, um, on my bedside table or just on the edge of my bed. And when I wake up in the morning, I generally will, will read that devotional and just have a quick, good morning, God, it's a beautiful day outside, um, or whatever. And then I will read that devotional. The one I'm currently I, um, starting in 2020, I have one I'm just finishing up that I'll finish up this week, um, that I'm starting in 2020 is this book, Unblinded Faith, Gaining Spiritual Sight Through Believing God's Word by Elisa Pulliam. And um, it's a 90-day devotional. I try to pick something that's um, that has a scripture verse. I don't like the devotionals where um, they don't use verses. I don't understand the point of that. Um, and then I do like how there's a little like reflection question that I can kind of think about as I'm brushing my teeth or whatever, or moving on with my day. These are just one page if I show you here. So it's just, there's just a little, there's scripture and a reading. There's a little bit of a longer scripture for context if you wanted to read on. And then um, a prayer and a reflection question at the end. Um, I put recently on my blog, um, I put a list of some of my favorite devotionals. If you're looking for a new devotional, you can check those out. Those are um, the ones that I've done multiple years or ones that I have done and were incredibly blessed by. Um, this year, I, I have a few that I've acquired over the years, some that people gave me or whatever. I'm just going to kind of work through some stuff that I already have instead of buying something new. So this is what I'm starting with in the morning. And if nothing else happens that day, I do have these few moments to start my day with God and kind of carry him with me throughout the day. And um, I have uh, some health limitations still, especially now. Once I get through my surgery and start recovering from that, uh, some of those will go away. So my morning sometimes is dealing with taking care of those kinds of things. So when I actually sit down to read my Bible and pray, it could be who knows when sometimes it's um, after breakfast and sometimes it's a little later in the day depending on what I have to deal with physically um, but sometime usually I try to do it in the morning um, after breakfast I will have um, a time of scripture reading and prayer a daily office where I sit down and um, spend a little time reading God's Word and communicating with him in prayer and this year I've started, I actually started it the December 1st. Um, I'm actually reading the scriptures from the Revised Common Lectionary. Um, I will post the link to that if you're interested. It's um, something that more liturgical churches use um, and they will um, they will read, like everyone will read those passages together and then there's the passage on Sunday that the uh, minister or priest would preach from. I have decided to do that because the passages are a little shorter, which um, I have a little bit of um, issues still with some brain fog from uh, my chemo and some medications that I'm taking make it a little hard for me to focus. And so, um, and I also in recent years have seen the beauty of taking smaller passages of scripture and going a little deeper with them sometimes, as opposed to reading big passages and then just pulling out that one verse that you kind of focus on. I, I've really been trying to take smaller passages. And um, so I like that they're smaller. I like that there's an Old Testament and New Testament and a psalm. I like that the psalm gets read three days in a row, so it's the same psalm and you can really reflect on it. Um, 
And I also, just the synergy of year A, there's three years to the plan that year A started on December 1st um, with the start of the church calendar on the first Sunday of Advent. So I am going to be doing that for uh, for a while. We'll see. Um, hopefully some of this concentration issues and focus issues will go away Um and I will uh, be able to dig more into stuff. I do a lot of more intense study for my job, and so it's just been better for me personally to, on my own personal time, to slow down a little bit, read a little less, and um, and not quite do as much, um, just so that I have the mental ability to do what I need to do for work and for the rest of my life. I am using, um, to take my notes in, um, I'm using this uh, Be Still journal from the Daily Grace Co. Um, and I like the format of it. Once again, um, it's something that I would have struggled with uh, pre-cancer um, because I would think, oh, there's not enough room to write because I would just write pages when I would study. But what I like about this is that um, it kind of keeps me moving from uh, thought to thought. It's not a huge amount of stuff to write down, so once again, it keeps me on track, and um, I don't have to feel like I need to spend a lot of time to fill up a bunch of pages. Um, it just It's working for me in this season of my life. I don't know that it's something I would stay with forever, but right now, with my limitations, it, it just works well, and that's one of the things I encourage you. You you know what your, your life is like, and, and sometimes it's okay to scale back. Sometimes it's okay to say, hey, you know what? I can't do the three chapters a day like I did you know, for five years reading the Bible every year. This year, it just needs to be slower. This year, I need to focus more on certain areas. This year, I need to do this differently. And that's okay. Um, so that's um, the Bible reading that I'm doing. For those of you that um, like to... Um, there's always somebody who will say to me, like, what do you write down? You write so much. What do you write down? And I recognize that not everybody has the desire to just write all their notes and everything in your head and put it on paper. But I do encourage you to, in some tangible way, write down what you're reading and what you're learning. Because um, we forget. We are, are forgetful creatures. And, um, and also, I like the record. I like to sit down at the end of the year and look back through my Bible study journals and see where God has taken me and what I've learned and what I've seen so for those of you that can't that don't see the need to write everything out or whatever and just want something more simple I've developed a uh, Bible reading diary for you here's another printable okay this Bible reading diary is pretty simple it's basically a date the passage you're reading and the key takeaway what is it um, from this passage that really stood without to me that I want to remember later and this is done in a five-day format since a lot of reading plans focus on five days and um, it, it's double-sided now my copy isn't but when you get it it'll be two pages and um, and you'll print it double-sided so that you'll have the l wider margin for the punched holes um, so you can put it in a binder and um, this just gives you an opportunity just to kind of write down a key thought from today's reading and that you will have them. And if you are not a note taker, if that's not something you, you take a lot of notes, I would encourage you to give this a try. I think that you will find it really fascinating at the end of the year just to go back through these pages and see uh, what you discovered and what you learned and where God met you in his word. So this is a download and all of these downloads are actually titled exactly what they say at the top. So this is the Bible reading diary and, um, and you, this is available today as well. 
Now I also spend some time in prayer and there are two kinds of prayer that I do. I do a prayer where I speak to God and where I just kind of um, tell him everything that's on my heart, people that I want to be praying for and things like that. I have done um, lots of different, I've done it lots of different ways, but one thing I have found for me is that I have to write. If I am not writing the prayer out, um, my mind goes everywhere. And I am getting better at that because I'm, I'm doing a second kind of prayer where I'm not talking. Um, and that is helping me kind of keep myself more focused. But I find that writing my prayer just really helps me greatly. So um, throughout the years, I've used lots of different methods, but I always come back to the same thing. I've talked about this book before. This book is called Face to Face. Volume 1, Praying the Scriptures for Intimate Worship, and it's by Kenneth Boa. He has a second volume that is Praying the Scriptures for Spiritual Growth. It's a bit of a different format, but this book right here um, has been something that has helped me in my prayer more than anything else I could, I could imagine. I have gone through so many copies of this book. This is actually a brand new copy, um, but I have I have several copies packed away in boxes that are falling apart. The pages fall out. Um, I've had ones where the entire cover is missing. Um, I have used and abused these books. I I probably have bought maybe seven or eight copies of this book. I was incredibly excited that after years of pestering them, this is now available in a Kindle version. So um, you can get it on Kindle and you can just have a digital version. What I, a couple of things I love about it. It has 90 days worth of prayers. And it's not, um, it's not so much a prayer book. It's not written as a prayer as it is scripture that's um, put in prayer categories. And then it gives you some prompts. So you would start out with um, adoration here and it gives you the scripture from Nahum and then also from Jeremiah. And then it says, pause to express your thoughts of praise and worship. So I would read these scriptures and many of them are scripture prayers or worded in such a way to make them a prayer. And then I would, on my journal or my notebook, I would start to write out my own thoughts of praise and worship. And then it goes down to confession, and then it says, Ask the Spirit to search your heart and reveal any areas of unconfessed sin. Acknowledge these to the Lord and thank Him for His forgiveness. And then I would go on to the forgiveness part. There's a verse on renewal every week, and this is, um, you pause to add your own prayers for personal renewal. And then there's petition and intercession. Petition is like for you, yourself, your life. And then intercession is for the world, is, is people outside. Um, and every um seven days those categories uh while petition and intercession are there every seven days there is the the text that prompts you to pray something changes so some weeks it might be for um, like this week the petition is to be a faithful steward of your time talents possessions and relationships and then it always says offer prayers of petition regarding your activities for this day and any special concerns you might have then the next day under petition, it says, pause here to offer prayers of petition regarding your family and your ministry. Ask for help and guidance in sharing Jesus with others and helping. So each of those seven days, those prompts will change under both petition and intercession. So you'll be getting a wide a variety of prayer. You won't just be stuck praying for the same things all the time if you follow along with that process. After intercession, there's always a biblical affirmation, and I love those. Um, 
and they're written in the first person. So um, in this one, Second Corinthians 5, 6 through 8 says, I am always of good courage and know that as long as I am at home in the body, I am away from you, Lord, for I live by faith, not by sight. I am of good courage and would prefer to be absent from the body and to be home with you. And so these uh, verses are taken as affirmations. You can kind of read those and reflect on those. Then there's a section of Thanksgiving where you can offer thanks to God. And then there's always a closing prayer that kind of wraps everything up from Scripture. This one happens to be from Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. It teaches you to pray scripture. It teaches you to pray a very well-rounded topics of prayer. And, um, and I find that it's very helpful for me. I will journal, um, and I just use um, a simple notebook for this. And I, I have to say, I have pretty journals that I do my journaling in. But when it comes to stuff like prayer, I, I often will just use any old notebook I pick up. I got this one at Walmart. Um, because I often... Um, find that I don't always want to put all my thoughts in a pretty journal um, and sometimes I it's just easier for me especially when I'm writing um, prayer I just find um, I'm more consistent like if I skip a couple of days then I've messed up the journal whereas um, if I just use the own notebook and I skip a couple of days I can just come back in there and keep writing um, I don't feel like I've messed up this three dollar notebook so that's uh, just a little weird thing with me, but um, so I will keep those in a notebook and I will just use this guide and I actually um, I'm showing you the book, but now that the Kindle version is here, I'm going to be using that because that's a lot easier to keep track of and and carry around with me because I always have my phone or my Kindle with me. Um, the second way that I do prayer is is that at some point in my day and sometimes it is during this time when I'm doing my Bible reading and my my prayer. Um, but sometimes it's at a, another time during the day. It depends on what's going on that day and just kind of what my day is like. But I spend some time quietly with God. And I don't talk. I let him talk or I just sit in his presence. And the thing that I, I'm, I'm learning this skill, this is something that's kind of new to me. Um, I'm, I'm raised and I, I work in a very evangelical culture where um, you, you speak, you're the speaker. Uh, God speaks through his word. And um, so God isn't really speaking to you as personally as, as um, you might want him to. And so I've struggled with that all my life of like, um, is God supposed to talk to me? And I'm, I'm learning that, that he does and that there is a voice that uh, is God that, that we know, like Jesus said, the, sh the sheep know his voice. And um, you cultivate that in time spent with him and just focusing on him and acknowledging that he's present and that he loves you. And um, so I have started, it's very small, you know, when you start this, um, I started it through the Emotionally Healthy Spirituality course from Pete Scazzaro that um, we have been doing at my church. I actually started this back in 2016 when I was on sabbatical and I started with two minutes a day, um, actually four minutes a day, two minutes, two times a day. And it was very weird. Um, but I build up to longer times now and I do try every day just to spend um, some time um, not bringing my agenda 
not bringing my laundry list of requests um, at that time. That's not the time. The time is just to be with Jesus, to be in his presence and to recognize his love for me and that he cares for me. And sometimes he speaks and sometimes he doesn't. Sometimes um, I, I really am comforted by the time with him. And other times it's just a discipline that I'm, I'm learning to do. Um, I have heard from many people who practice this that um, this is something that they, as their skill in this grows, their ability to focus their attention on Jesus over time, um, that there is a great benefit to that. Uh, there's uh, just so many benefits, but that is something that I'm learning currently now and I'm doing during my prayer time. So there is a time when I'm praying and I am and pouring out my heart to him. And then there is a time when I'm quiet and still in his presence and acknowledging his presence with me and his love for me. And so I do that during my prayer time. Another resource I use is um, I have been using this six-month prayer journal from ValmeriePaper.com. And I like this a lot. What I, I do with this is this is basically just kind of categories and it goes by the month. So there's the world and nation, my community, sweet friends, my loves, my family, salvation, the heavy that one's on forgiving hurts and loving the heart to love. Um, there's places, personal quests. There's places to put your own categories in, um, place for answered prayer and stuff like that. Um, I use this to kind of keep organized. Um, I take this to church with me. I work for a church and I will often just ask people, like, they'll tell me, oh, I'm going to have this test tomorrow and I'll write it down in here. Um, or or I will ask, sometimes I'll have a conversation with people and I'll say, hey, what can I pray about for you this week? And that'll go in here as well. I also use the um, sections that you can do, um, that you can assign your own for various events and things that, initiatives that are going on at the church that I can keep track of some things I'm praying about specifically. Um, I just kind of use this as an organizer tool. I don't pray from this so much. Um, although sometimes when I do the intercession part, I'll get this out and look it over and make sure that I, I prayed for everything I, I've acknowledged that I would pray for. Um, and so this um, is just a little organizational tool that I use that kind of helps keep, keep written down. And I do like the answered prayer part because it's fun to go back and kind of see some of the prayers that God has answered. Um, so um, that are the resources for you if you are interested in, sorry, I keep sitting this stuff over here. Um, uh, if you're interested in using this book at all, um, I have a little paper that you can use as a journal sheet that lists each of the categories. So, um, you know, there's the adoration, confession, renewal, petition, intercession, affirmation, thanksgiving, and closing. Um, and you can use this if you would like to write your prayers as well. Um, I also find too, some people just like bullet list things. You know, you don't have to write word for word. You can just do bullet lists. And I do that sometimes as well. Um, it's just that actually writing kind of keeps my thoughts focused. And if you're the same way and you would like to use this book or even just use this method, maybe you don't want to use the book, but you actually like those categories, um, feel free to print out this prayer journal page as another free download. I try to focus on God. I try to stay connected to God throughout my day. So one of the things I will do is um, I have alarms set throughout my day 
to take medications or to do certain things that I have to do as far as, as my health issues are concerned. And um, I use those when those alarms go off. I use those moments to kind of just take a, a second or two and to talk to God in that moment. Just acknowledge his presence. Thank him for being with me. If, um, if there's something I'm uh, currently working on that's not going well, I ask for his help. If I'm working on something that is I'm excited about and it's going great, I say thank you. Um, sometimes if there's something in my head that I'm worrying over, I'll talk to God about that for a few minutes. Um, I kind of use those moments throughout my day to remind myself that he is present with me. Another thing that I do throughout my day to, to remind me is I do some, um, I try four or five days a week to do some nonfiction reading on a topic that God has either stirred my heart about or something that I feel I need to learn more about. And currently, um, I'm reading through the uh, Liturgy of the Ordinary. I'm actually reading through it for the second time. And um, I'm really enjoying it. I, I needed to find some um, quotes that I had marked and couldn't find. I was sure I marked them. So I started reading it again, looking for them. And I thought, I'm just going to finish it. I'll just read it through. Um, and I'm also working on this one, Recapture the Wonder of Transcendent Faith in a Disenchanted World. And um, this one is something that um, a friend recommended to me. I've had this on my to-be-read list for a while. Um, I'm just, I just started it. Um, I usually have one in my bag that I take to work and I'll read during the day when I'm at work. And then on the days that I'm home, I, I usually have one here. I, I don't know why I do that. I could probably just take one everywhere. But um, so I'm working my way through both of these books currently. I would encourage you to do some nonfiction reading. I know that fiction's more fun a lot of times, but God has a lot to say to us. And um, God has used writers uh, to give us... Um, stretch us and to help us to see things from a different perspective or to learn something new um, or to be open to something that maybe we've never experienced or known about before. And so I would encourage you to be a reader. I want to share with you a little bit about reading because I believe very strongly in it. I'm hoping to talk a little bit more about books on the podcast this coming year, about some books that have helped me and, and, and kind of give you longer in-depth reviews of why I like them. Um, and this year, I have so far, I've read 106 books so far. That's big, a big deal. I used to read many, many more than that. But since I started um, the job I currently have, um, I, I wasn't, I'm not in a position to read as much as I used to. And, um, and it's a little bit harder to, to read. And as much as I'd like to, let's put it that way. Um, but this year, because I was on medical leave a lot and I was able to um, just be at home, um, I did spend a lot of my time trying to be productive and not waste it all watching Netflix. And so I did read quite a bit I've, and I'll be blogging in the next couple of weeks about some of my favorite books from the year. And I think that um, I'm going to have some good recommendations and um, some fiction, some nonfiction. There'll be all kinds of stuff that I'll be talking about. Um, I would encourage you to set a reading goal. And I know that it's for some people they'll say, well, I'm not a reader. And I, I think I get that. But I think we all should read it. Even if your goal is to read one book this year, um, I think you should set a reading goal. I have um, a, a book log 
page that you can download and keep track of the books that you've read. And um, I think that one of the things that inspires me to read is watching a list fill up. Oh my goodness, look at all these books I've read. It just inspires me to read more. Another thing I like to do in my planner every year is I put a list of all the books that I currently have that need to be read. And I keep this list because um, I have books in my office that are work-related. I have books at home that are fun stuff. I have books at home that are on spiritual topics that don't necessarily apply to my job, but are something that I feel God is, is directing me to learn more about. So and I have stuff on my Kindle and I have real books and I have stuff that I wanna read, that um, stuff that the library had, so I didn't buy it, but I can check it out. and. It ends up being like when it's time to pick another book, it's like stuff's everywhere. So I operate off of a list and I keep a to be read list of everything. And I kind of put little notes like this is at the office or this is at the library or whatever. So um, I like and, and I highlight them as I read them throughout the year. And that's another thing that inspires me to keep reading. When I see that list, you know, just all those colored lines, it's, it's so exciting to me. Um, so I would encourage you to keep a book log and pick pick um, a uh, a goal for the year when it comes to reading. I have a post on my blog about how to read more. So if you would like some tips on reading more, um, I would encourage you to check that out. I will give you one of them right here though. You have to sit this down. This, this, this phone is the killer when it comes to time. And I think uh, our reading consumption as a nation has been steadily declining since we got smartphones because uh, it's too easy just to scroll on Instagram for 10 minutes and you'd be surprised how much you can read in 10 minutes and how those 10 minutes add up if you pick up your phone 10 times during the day. And so um, there's lots of other tips on there you can check out um, as well. One fun thing I'm doing this year, and I would direct you to um, Modern Mrs. Darcy, if you have not found her on the internet. She's doing, she does a reading challenge every year. Um, she has a podcast called What to Read Next. She has some excellent books. I'm a big fan of her. She is a reader, reader, reader. She loves to read, and she gives lots of great things. This year, she has her 2020 reading challenge. For those of you that struggle with reading, this might be fun, because this is, you get to pick your own books but they're on topic. So um, it's a book published the decade you were born, a debut novel by you know a new author, a book recommended by someone you trust um, or a source that you trust, a book by a local author, a book outside of your genre comfort zone. So um, that would, for me, that would be like sci-fi or something weird like that. Um, a book that's been translated a book nominated for an award in 2020, a, a reread, a classic you didn't read in school, three books by the same author. And so if you do that, if you kind of um, like um, use these categories to stir you into reading other things, um, it might be fun to find some new things that maybe you wouldn't have naturally gravitated to. Um, and these are fun. You can find lists like this all over the internet. I um, I happen to be a big fan of hers and um, enjoy these. I will post a link to her website and you can sign up and get your own copy. She sends out bookmarkers and stuff that you can use to uh, track your reading progress through the year. And as I said, I have this book log you can download and um, fill it up. And as you start adding books to it, show it off on Instagram so I can cheer along with you. 
Okay, so the last thing um, that I do um, we, daily is that I, I try to close my day with God. I try to spend a little bit of time with Him at the close of the day. And the, the way that I do that is, um, I, and I've done a bunch of different things, but um, in um, this new year, I will be working my way in the evening through the Psalms. And I will just be reading a little bit of the Psalms and journaling some thoughts. I'm actually going to be using this. I posted this on Instagram. This, these are so gorgeous. I don't know if you've seen these. Um, these are the Illuminated ESV Bible Journals. Okay, so this is just the Book of Psalms. Okay, it's a nice big volume. It has a beautiful gold foil on the cover and it has rounded edges, like kind of like a journal. Um, and it has a blank page next to every page of scripture. And it also has the artwork from the Illuminated Bible um, so, and it's not overdone, so it's not like every page has artwork, but there's gold foil on every page for the page, the chapter numbers, and then you'll see like little gold things throughout. There also are, some of them are done with scripture verses, and of course, now that I'm looking for one, I can't, oh, here we go, um, here is a scripture verse and this is it's hard to see but it's gold it's like a foil gold on the inside it's really pretty um so i'll just be journaling my thoughts all through the book of psalms um this coming year and um i have i know we did a podcast where i talked to you uh, i taught you about how to study the psalms and i'll be using some of those questions but i'm not going to do it that formally um i'm basically just going to kind of write um some stuff and mark it up a bit and I'm looking forward to that and I'll just do that before uh, I call it a day so that's something that I try to do I, I try to end my day focusing on scripture and um, so that is what I'm doing daily knowing that if it's a crazy day I will have at least connected with God and read my devotional in the morning and hopefully the rest of those things will happen if um, if uh, things work out well I have two things I'm going to be doing weekly. These are things that I'll do on my Friday, which is my day off. Um, and it's kind of my Sabbath day. Um, I need to get a little better about that. I'm, I'm not always as good as I should be about Sabbath, but um, I'm hoping that uh, 2020 I'll get better at that. And so these are two things that I will be doing um, on my uh, Sabbath day. One of them is a weekly reflection that's very similar to like an, um, a prayer of examen, if you're familiar with that, um, or um, some, some people will do like a nightly examination where they'll look at their day and kind of see where God was present and, and how they took care of themselves and how they took care of the, the gifts and stu uh, stewarded things that God had given them that day. Um, I, I don't do that. I have tried to do it daily. Um, but it's, it takes me a little while. I'm just, I, I guess I overthink things. And so it takes me forever and it's not something I can sustain. So I thought that maybe weekly might be a better option. So I've been trying to do it weekly and I've actually found that works much better for me. I use this paper here and I have a copy for you, this little weekly reflection page. Um, it's two pages. It goes through um, six areas, soul and spirit, thoughts and emotions, friends and family, work and ministry, 
home and resources, health and body. And you answer two simple questions. How did I care for this area this week? And how do I want to care for this area next week? And basically what you're doing is you're evaluating how well you did at taking care of your soul and your spirit. Did you spend time with God? Did you acknowledge his presence in your life? Did you go to him when you had problems or when you were scared or afraid? Um, did I, did I focus on things that, um, that built my soul up or did I, did I spend too much time focusing on negative things or anxiety? I, I look at those areas of my life and then I, I just, I decide, you know, next week, what is it that I want to do more of or less of, you know, what is it that, how will I make sure that I'm caring well for my soul and my spirit? Um, and that's the same for my thoughts and my emotions, my friends and family, my work and ministry go through each area. After I made a few notes, um, there's three questions at the back. What moment did I feel most alive this week? That's um, a good question that a lot of times comes up in the exam and prayer. What moment did I feel the most drained this week? What was the, the time when I just felt the life just seeping out of me? And then what do I feel God is stirring in me for the week ahead? Am, am I listening to God? Do I know what where he's drawing my attention? And... I kind of write all of this out, just make little notes, bullet points and things like that. And then I sit down for a few moments and pray through it and, uh, and share my thoughts with God. This is something that um, has been very helpful to me, um, doing um, a modified version of the exam and prayer. I know some people will weekly pray through um, the fruits of the spirit. You know, how am I doing it? Being gentle and patient and kind. And this is very similar along that lines. Many of those things would come up under these categories. Um, if you are interested in giving that a try, um, you can download a copy of this. Um, once again, this is meant to be done weekly. This is something that we would want to sit down and take, you know, 20 minutes half an hour or so to do um maybe you could do it quicker i know i couldn't but um i i um i think that this would be a really helpful way for you to notice the patterns of what god is stirring in you and where god is moving in your life and where you're seeing growth um and that's one of the things that i really love about uh, the exam and prayer is it helps me see where god has been in my life and see some of the areas in which he is working in me the other thing that I'll be doing weekly is scripture writing. Are you excited? You want to hear it? I know I've been scaring a few people because I keep saying we've changed it. And uh, we have, uh, I keep saying we, I, have uh, revamped it greatly. Um, I want to tell you why and then I'm going to show it to you. Um, first of all, one of the the downfall of scripture writing to me has always been that we pull out that one great verse that's really good but it it means something very different than what you think because all you've read is that one one verse and the bible teacher in me has long struggled with that um i tried when i first started doing scripture writing to give people five or six verses so that you had like a chunk and you kind of got a little more context for that really cool verse that everyone puts on their pinterest or um you know, has uh, t tattooed on their arm or whatever. Um, but I had a lot of, I had some resistance from people who didn't like writing that many verses every single day, seven days a week. And I get that because that's, um, that takes some time to be able to do that. 
Um, so I've struggled there a little bit. My answer to that was to do some whole books of the Bible. But I noticed when we do that, the number of people participating really goes down. The number of feedback I get about it is really disappears, um, especially since with a lot of books, it needs more than one month uh, to be able to, to keep the verse count low enough for people to do it daily on seven days a week. And I also feel like a seven day a week discipline is difficult for a lot of people. Um, I don't know if you're like me, but on the, the work days, the regimented days where I have to be someplace at a certain time, um, where I'm home at a certain time, those days are easier to schedule in things as opposed to the weekend when who knows what's going on. So I think that sometimes um, a seven day a week plan is, is really difficult for some people. And then lastly, I just kind of, I mean, I feel like at this point, after four years of scripture writing, I'm recycling a lot of verses, which isn't a bad thing, because of course, we need to be reminded of them. Um, but I have struggled a little bit with coming up with some fresh stuff that's not too long and too complicated. So I just decided to take a completely different approach for this year. And so what we will be doing is we will be spending um, 2020 all 52 weeks with Jesus. And we are going to be delving into the Gospels this year, and we're going to be looking at some key stories from the life of Jesus. And every week you will have one story that you will have a chance to write out as a whole, and then there will be some um, additional things that you can do if you want to take it a little further. So let me show it to you. Ta-da, here we are. Pray, write, journal, reflect. 52 weeks with Jesus. And this is our scripture writing. This is January 2020. It is available now for download. You can get started. We actually start, if you notice, on December 30th, that Monday. This goes, each week goes from Monday to Sunday. And then the next week will start on Monday. And um, that gives you kind of the weekend if you want to do it that way. And we'll get to how some ways you could do this in just a moment. Um, and this particular month, January, we have five weeks. It goes all the way to February 2nd. So on the back is week five. You'll see that there's a place for you to pray. And um, every single week, it's the same thing. Ask God to help you see his message for you as you write, journal, and reflect. So start by prayer. Then there's a section where you would write. This first passage is Matthew 3, 13 through 17. The baptism of Jesus. Now this passage is only four verses, so that's great. Um, when you get down to week two, it's Mark 10, 17 through 31. So um, that's like 24 verses. So it's a bigger chunk. Uh, we're going by the actual story or the account of something in Jesus' um, life through the Gospels. So the verses count is going to vary widely. Um, they're going to be, I tried to keep them um, at a good um that's not 24 verses, that's 14 verses. 17, yeah, 14 verses. I can't do math. Um, so I tried to not make them too long, um, but some of them are a little longer than others. Um, you can write these out all at once, and you can, which is what I'm going to do one day on my Sabbath day. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write that whole story out and um, I'm going to write it. You can pick it up and you can just do a few verses every day if you want. Maybe this is four verses, four days. You could write one verse um, each day. Um, some of the longer ones, you know, you just do a couple verses and pick back up the next day. If you like that daily discipline, you can still do it daily. It's just that uh, for those that uh, struggle with that and are looking for something um, a little more concise, you can just do it all at one time. Um, and there you go. 
some people might want to write it one day and then go on to the next part another day. Some people may choose to only write and not go on to the next part. The next part is to journal, and this is some basic Bible study. There will always be three parts under the journal, and two of them will always be the same. The first one will always say to journal the who, what, where, when, why, and how. These are the reporter's questions. These are the things that is really important for you to, to look into a passage and just like who's, who's, who's in the passage? What are they doing? Why are they doing it? How are they doing it? You know, what, what's going on here? And just ask yourself those questions. If you don't like to journal, that's fine. You can still just take a few moments and think through those questions as you look at the passage. Um, if you really did that regularly when you when you looked at scripture, I think you would find that you learn more than you realize. A lot of times people think, oh, I just don't understand scripture. And I, and I, I want to say, hey, you know what? You can do this. It's basic. You just ask a lot of these questions and you, you really would be surprised what you can learn from just those reporter's questions. The who, what, where, when, why, and how. The things that a reporter would ask when they're writing a story um, and getting information out there. So... Um, that's always going to be every week that will be listed there. And the end question under journal will always ask you, what do these verses tell us about Jesus? What do they say about Jesus? Because that's what we're doing. We're spending 52 weeks with Jesus. We want to learn as much as we can about him. So every time one of the journal questions is going to say, what do these verses tell you about Jesus or say about Jesus? And then in the middle between those two questions will always be a question that's uh, specific to that text. So, for instance, this uh, story on the baptism of Jesus, why do you think Jesus asked to be baptized? Um, the next one, which is Jesus and the rich young ruler, what does this passage teach you about our possessions? Um, it'll always be some topic, uh, topical question that helps you just look at the passage a little bit. And then the last part is reflect. And under reflect, it will always say the same thing. Do you notice an invitation from God for you in this passage? Is there something that as you've read and studied, as you've written it out, is there got something that God is inviting you to think differently about or to know or to do or to be or to change in your life or to um, tell, share with another person? Is there any invitation here from God to you and so that will always be that reflection question so each week there will be one passage about an account on the life of Jesus that you will pray write journal and reflect you can customize this as much as you want if you don't want to do the journaling that's fine if you just want to write it out that's great if you want to do a little every day if you want to do it all at once if you want to divide it up onto Saturday and Sunday times however there are no rules um, you can just do whatever works for you um, the 52 weeks of the stories have already been picked everything is good and ready to go and um, all I just need to do is to uh, put it in this format for each week and I'm already starting to work on those um, those will come out every month they'll be ready to go um, in fact the entire month should be already done and made into PDFs ready to print before we even get to 2020 so scripture writing is good to go all year and you will have 52 weeks of spending time with Jesus and I am so excited about this I think this is just going to be an opportunity for us to delve a little deeper if we want to. I've been longing for a way to do a Bible study that doesn't require, um, because so many people are already doing stuff through their church or um, with friends or things like that. And so I, I hate to heap more on. But on the other hand, um, simple disciplines like writing out scripture are important. And for people that do that regularly, um, 
we can go a little deeper. If we have time, we can take a little more time and not just write, but we can reflect and we can think about it. And um, I, my goal is with doing this is that by the end of the year that you will, you will know Jesus well, that you will understand um, so much about him that's in the gospels that will be a blessing to you. And that will be um, a, a, can I say confidence booster in understanding in the Bible and knowing um, more about Jesus. I think you're just going to, I think you're going to like this if you're willing to stick with it all year. I'm going to be doing this, um, as I said, on my Sabbath. And um, there, I, I toyed around with a lot of different ways of doing this. I actually was thinking I might put out the whole thing all at once and and kind of make it into a booklet and stuff. And I decided not to do that. Once again, just a better use of my time is just to get these out to you and letter size every month. That way it's fresh on your mind and um, it just keeps getting rem uh, that reminder keeps going out to everyone. But what I did do for those of you that like a little something extra is I did make a journal sheet that you can use that just has the heading at the top, pray, write, journal, reflect, 52 weeks with Jesus. And it's got like a really pale grid on there that you can use to write. And um, it's double sided so you can write front and back. And um, if you would like to use this to write out your scripture and then write out your notes, your journaling part, um, you can download this. This will be available separately as its own download, but it will also be available every time you um, download that month's scripture writing. The journal page will be included. It'll be a two-page PDF. Actually, it'll be a four-page PDF this month because you have a backside here. Other weeks, it'll be a three-side, and you'll be able to download that fresh one um, and print as many as you need to, but it's also available as its own download if you want to download that and just have that on your computer. I'm going to be printing these at a slight percentage, um, this page, um, at a slight percentage, and I'm just going to be gluing it into a plain, once again, spiral notebook that I got um, at Walmart. These mint green Walmart uh, notebooks, if I show you that, Mint Green Company, uh, that Walmart sells, I'm, I'm, I, I'm surprised that it's Walmart because um, it wasn't expensive, but yet it's actually nice. Uh, it's, the, the quality of it is not reflected in the price. Let's put it that way. Um, the price is a Walmart price, but the product is a much nicer product that doesn't reflect the cheaper price. The paper is, is got a good writing surface on it. It uses dot grid, which I love, and it's hard to find in just regular spiral notebooks. Um, it's divided. It's got three sections, so it has different colors on the side that divide it. Um, it's an ivory colored paper, which is smoother and easier on your eyes, and the, the, cover is really heavy and sturdy and these are like I don't know four dollars three something like 389 or something I think I paid for this I'll be printing this out as a at a percent slight smaller percentage and just gluing it onto one of the pages in there and then I'll be working through it in this notebook and I hope by the end of the year to have this stuff full with things that I've learned about Jesus so that's the new scripture writing. I've been really excited to share this with you. I made the decision to do it this way back in October for sure. And um, I'd been mulling over it all summer. And um, once I decided in October to go with it and started working on it, I just got more and more excited. I have been just dying to share it with you. And I hope that you love it. I hope that it's something that really, really helps you and, and blesses you. Okay, so let me check my notes and see where we're at. That's what I'm doing weekly. I'm doing two things weekly. Um, I wanted to just briefly give you one other, go over one other um, uh, download I have and a couple other resources that I have somewhere. And um, 
And then I want to just kind of close us out with just a little devotional thought for the holidays. So we are headed up. I, I jokingly call um, the the New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day as like the high holy day for planners. Um, people like me who are super organized, um, who really like to plan their lives out and, and like um, efficiency and organization, like, like January 1st is like, that's like, the best day ever you know we get to start new things and we get to you know all the old stuff is just done and we are ready to move forward with a fresh clean slate and it's that euphoria feeling that comes from opening up a new journal you know like all the the angst of your past four months is in that old journal and this one's fresh and um i feel like that when january 1st rolls around it's like it's like okay I can breathe. I'm not carrying all that stuff I've been carrying all through 2019 with me. Um, this is a fresh year. I'm, I'm lighter. I feel uh, lighter in spirit and body. Um, but one of the things that I like to do during that time, kind of that window, that last two days of the year, um, depending on my schedule and the first day of the new year, is I like to sit aside a little bit of time for reflection. And through the podcast, we have given out all kinds of tools to do that. I have a new one for you, um, of course, and something that will help you if you would like to do that, if you would like to set aside um, a half an hour uh, of time, sometime in that break between Christmas and New Year's to reflect on where you've been and what God has done through 2019 and then dream a little bit about what God might be leading you to in the year ahead. So <clears throat> I have this New Year's reflection page for you. Um, and this will um, basically just kind of walk you through the process. Um, it gives you instructions and what to do. There are questions. Some of the questions are just like um, looking, the first four questions are looking back. How did God show you his goodness and his faithfulness in 2019? What has God been teaching you this past year? Where did you experience growth? What goals did you accomplish in 2019? This is all just kind of an, a snapshot of what your life has been like. And then um, there's a few little things you'll do and go on to the next set of questions. And those are looking ahead. As you look ahead, what is God stirring in your heart? How will you intentionally stay connected to God in 2020? What is God prompting you to change in your life? What three words best describe what you want for the new year? And, um, and when you're finished answering those questions, um, I encourage you just to take those to God in prayer and pray over them. And um, I believe that if you would work through this, it would give you a good fresh start for your year. And so this is available for download, the New Year's Reflection, and you can work through that at your own pace um, at a time that works well for you. I hope that you've enjoyed this um, as a video. I, I don't do a lot of videos. As I said, I, I usually get really nervous and I get so worked up about everything that I do in the videos and I overthink everything. So this morning I had to get up and recolor the blue in my hair because I felt like it was a little pale and I didn't want you to see me with pale hair, which is ridiculous. But um, so for all of those reasons, I, I tend to um, avoid videos, but I want to do more of these because it does help, I think, sometimes to actually show you what I'm talking about. And um, so I am working on another one that I hope I will get out this winter. I have this, um, this beautiful little pink journal here and I'm not letting you see inside of it, but I want to do a video on what I've been doing with this journal. Um, because I'm having a lot of fun with it and it's uh, something that is a little bit of a creative pursuit 
um, in a very, 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 very small way. But um, I'm hoping to do a video on this um, sometime here in the next maybe month or so um, and put a few more videos on my YouTube channel. So I appreciate all my podcast listeners putting up with uh, the weirdness of, of listening to the audio from a video. <laughs> Um, we won't be doing it this way very often, but I do want to do more videos that are on my YouTube page. So I thank you for indulging me and watching me and all my awkwardness. I want to just kind of wrap up with um, a verse that has meant a lot to me this year, and it's right from the Christmas story. Um, I, I taught at a women's breakfast a couple of weeks ago, and I was sharing some thoughts from um, the passage in Luke chapter 1, the Annunciation, when Gabriel comes to um, Mary and tells her that she's going to have a son. And the first thing that Mary does after the angel leaves is that she runs to her cousin Elizabeth. Uh, the angel has told her that Elizabeth, who is too old to have a child and who had been barren, um, miraculously is in her sixth month of pregnancy. And so... Um, I believe that in some ways Mary was excited for her and wanted to see her, but I also think that Mary was going to someone who would understand um, what Gabriel had told her was shocking and miraculous. And um, it was uh, in Mary, Mary's ability to run to Elizabeth was to be with someone who was also experiencing a miraculous birth and that they could um, comfort and, and encourage each other. And in this visit, at the very end of it, um, at the end of the passage where um, it talks about Mary going to see Elizabeth, um, Elizabeth tells Mary that the, the baby inside of her leaped for joy when she came near. And um, that is, is such a cool image. But I want to get to this last verse. And this verse has been um, an encouragement for me. And I... I don't know your life. I, I imagine that some of you have been through a lot this year, um, like I have. I imagine there are some of you that are grieving. I imagine that there are some of you who had high expectations for the holidays and are finding they're not quite working out like you thought. I understand that. Um, two years ago yesterday, um, I got my cancer diagnosis December 15th of 2017. And so that Christmas was not at all what I was expecting. And then uh, last year, I started um, my chemo at the beginning of December. And I also um, experienced the loss of, of my cousin um, at a young age in his early 30s um, through a tragic car accident, which was uh, sudden and shocking. And we spent the month grieving. And I spent the month sick and grieving. And, um, and December was, was not quite what I was anticipating. I had been told that all I would need was radiation and the chemo with radiation. And so to realize that we were going to have another four or five months of chemo and that things were headed on and then that loss, um, it was not what I expected. And, and it was another Christmas that was very difficult. This year was supposed to be different. I was supposed to get my surgery in October. I was supposed to be finishing up my time home and being able to go back to work right after the holidays. I was supposed to be feeling good and all of it was supposed to be behind me by Christmas of 2019. And of course, um, my surgery got postponed due to some issues with my blood work and some things we're working on to get up to speed so that I can get the surgery hopefully in early 2020. 
And I was thinking that a lot of these physical limitations, my food restrictions, a lot of the issues that I have would be resolved by now and that uh, I would be stepping into a new season of life. So this is the third Christmas. So this was the third Christmas in a row that didn't turn out at all like I expected. And I would imagine that some of you are experiencing that same thing. You're experiencing um, all sorts of emotions and, and things this year. And I just, I wanna encourage you that um, we can have joy uh, not because things are going well or not because we got what we wanted or not because um, we everything worked out the way we thought it would. But we can have joy because we serve a God who is faithful. And in this passage in Luke, Elizabeth says to Mary at the very end of um, their greeting as uh, Mary has run to see Elizabeth, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill what he has spoken to her. That word blessed there is the same verse that that word that's used in Matthew in the Beatitudes that say happy. It means happy or glad. We can be glad. She who believes that the Lord will fulfill what he has spoken to her can be glad. We can be glad because God keeps his promises. And you know, I don't know what you're going through in life, but I know there are promises that God has made to you here in his word. Those are promises that you can bank on. He will keep them. He will never leave you or forsake you. He will be with you. There is nothing that can separate his love for you. His spirit is in you and is the seal that proves you are his child. And one day you will be with him in heaven. He provides for your needs. He gives you direction. He is your rock of safety. He is your comfort. He is your great physician. He is the one who will heal you inside. He will heal your spirit from sickness and, and uh, that distance between him. He will come to you in his, it, the spirit will be a part of your life and will pray for you. He will, he will guide you where you need to go. He will give you that next step. He will, he will calm your fears. He will be the one who fulfills every promise he has made. He is faithful. And because he is faithful, we can be glad. And in these days, whether they're difficult for you, whether they thought you they, that you were going to get something that you're not, whether they did, aren't living up to your expectations, whether you're suffering from grief or, or some loss this year, there is still room for joy. We can be glad because God will keep his promises. And we don't need to have good circumstances to have that kind of joy. God will do what he says he will do in your life. And glad is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill what he has spoken to her. I'm excited for all that God is going to do with us in 2020. There are good things ahead. I believe that and I, I believe that for you as well. Um, I'm going to close out this podcast with just a very brief word of prayer if you would pray with me. Dear Father, I ask that you would bless each listener that you would show her your love and your faithfulness in tangible ways this holiday season. I pray that you would fill her with your power and your strength to accomplish all the things that you have laid on her heart to do this coming year. And I ask, Lord, that you will remind us continually that you are with us and that we don't accomplish these things alone, but that you are here and you are the one who does the work. 
We trust that you will keep all your promises. We trust that your faithfulness will get us through through another year of blessings and discouragements and, and good things and bad things and all the highs and lows and every moment in between. We know that you are faithful and you will see us through. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I wish you the best holiday and we'll see you back here on the podcast December 6th. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening. Go to BibleGrowPodcast.com to email me, download show notes, sign up for my newsletter, print the monthly scripture writing list, and listen to past episodes. Join the Bible Girl Facebook group to get the latest podcast news and to interact with me and other listeners. I'm all over social media as Jessie L. Robinson. That's J-E-S-S-I-L Robinson. I'd love for you to friend or follow me. Join me again for another episode of Bible Girl.